0: Like, guilty pleasure action movie, I gotta go with, like, Pee-wee's Big Top Adventure.
1: Okay. I wouldn't have thought of that as an action movie, but it kind of...
0: Yeah. I hope nobody got too much of our private conversation there. We were just talking shop about film and cinema. So, uh, without any further ado, welcome to the Video Reformation Podcast. I'm Ben Oliver. I'm Justin Plant. With the co-founders of Storyboard Media and your guides on the journey to practicing effective video for business... We're like, wait for it, the Morpheus to your Neo... Yeah. Somehow we've never used that one before. Yeah, well, I think you pushed a lot of the uh, like the, the obvious obscura- ones. Yeah, yeah, I, I pushed a lot of the obvious ones back. Yeah, to yeah. get to some yeah. of the more obscure ones. I'll be honest, I'm at the end of my list. So between between today and next so Tuesday, I'll have to maybe
1: instead of them sending in topics, they could send in new hero hero and yes mentor. well i was going
0: to get to that because we do like to do a little bit of housekeeping before mm-hmm. we jump into our topic our topic today of course being filling your funnel why what and how videos um i'm actually not interested in getting topic suggestions from our listeners anymore i don't want anymore i don't i'm sick of it uh there's just too many to handle mm-hmm. um david is completely overloaded yeah trying to to manage the constant flow frankly, of topic suggestions.
1: there's too many things in there we just don't know i mean sure yeah.
0: Like the value of Bitcoin at the end of 2021. I mean, yeah. I get it's a clickbaity podcast title, yeah. but uh we don't know how to talk about that <laughs> stuff. Um so yeah, don't send us any more topics. We'll we'll keep the suggestion box outside our
1: office. Sure. But don't email us anymore. If you really really want it, you can come to 400 West Main Street and and talk and to Bricky Martin. In. Bricky Martin will be here?
0: Yep. Bricky is here to take all of your in-person suggestions. Um Oh gosh. It looks like we have a new sponsor for this week also.
1: Yeah, we do. Mm. You know, I always get these ones. Um, well on my week it, it just how happens that I get another kind of related to some other ones,
0: but Um Do you mean one that someone else wrote?
1: No, one that Well, yeah, some usually someone else writes these. Oh yeah,
0: right, right, right,
1: sure. Um but this one appears to be drug related again. <laughs> um I don't know for sure. It's, uh, it's, uh, the sponsor this week is air DMT.
0: All right. They're hoping for a long-term, uh, sponsorship this time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. This feels right. Yeah. I know. just starting with the name. It just feels right. Um, all right. Well, stick around for the full spot later on in the episode from air DMT. Uh, I can't imagine it has anything to do with what you think it has to do with. Um, could be you'll they'll just have to stick around yeah i can't even give them a timestamp right now on when to fast forward no. to um but let's go ahead and get started um so the topic today again filling your funnel why what and how videos um why don't we start um why don't we start by talking a little bit about the funnel The flywheel. Yeah, 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 there's all different names for it. I think think whether you're a funnel follower or a flywheel follower, uh, you like to map out your customers' journeys. I I think what we're going to talk about today, these types of videos apply regardless of which system you adhere
1: to. Mm -hmm. And this sort of like concept of applying video to different parts of that journey is I think what part of what took us from... Just making videos to try and be more strategic about yeah. the video content we're creating for our clients and for ourselves. Uh, yeah, there are a couple of different models. Um, the funnel is probably the most known yeah. and longest used, very funnel shaped. Ben has an addition to the funnel, which is the conjoined triangles of success.
0: That's true. I do uh, like to extend the conjoined triangles of success.
1: So we'll get to some of those pieces, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, but basically, you know, the awareness, um, evaluation, consideration, buying, there's – I mean, there's a different – there's all different ways to kind of organize that. Um, I think and, the way that,
0: that HubSpot always set it up was attract, convert, close, delight. Mm-hmm. So you, like – that's kind of the inbound model, right? You you get people's attention, attract, you attract yeah, them
1: through content, whatever.
0: You convert them to prospects by basically getting them to say, "I'm interested in mm-hmm. this solution mm-hmm. that you provide." That could be joining a webinar. It could be calling into the sales office. It could be watching a video and clicking the sign up for a demo. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's a whole to me convert covers a whole lot of yeah um, that cycle. Then of course you're you're closing the deal, but then. You know, once they do become customers, you've got to delight those customers. Because
1: it's a lot easier to keep a, a client than to get a new one. Yeah, and so that's, I mean, that's where for us the whole idea of customer success video is such a missed opportunity. On most for most companies, they're just hoping that they don't churn those those clients. Or, or I'm, sure, I'm sure I know a lot of I know a lot of companies are trying hard to keep their clients. Video is just a great way to do that.
0: Yeah, I don't have it on hand, so I'll just make up a number. But I think it's it's something like the the cost of of, of a sale with an existing co- uh, client is something like 82% less than the cost of sale with a brand new relationship, something like that. Okay, so funnel has been around for quite some time, but but now HubSpot has even turned on their own funnel. And over the last, I want to say 18 months or so, they've been pushing this idea of a flywheel. So a flywheel kind of takes it from a like linear progression mm-hmm. from unaware to a customer, mm-hmm. um, and a flywheel kind of makes it this this consistent Ongoing. churning cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, what's nice about a flywheel, if you know anything about like the mechanical flywheel, it 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 moves on its own momentum, perpetual also. motion. Uh, not, I don't think it's quite perpetual. Yeah, if yeah. it were frictionless, it needs a little. Yes. But it needs a little bit of friction for something heavy that's spinning to then drive something else. Um, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna
1: say, I think that flywheel, and that, that concept kind of sprouted at the same time where um, a lot of tech companies were building these subscription models and mm-hmm. keeping people in the loop and buying more and happy with what they are, what they're, you know, they have. Uh, I think that, they kind of seem to overlap a little bit in my, my head.
0: Yeah. I mean, it also makes me wonder, um, you know, this is something we've heard of with, with a lot of our clients and prospects, but, um, but there's often such a disconnect. Uh, one of, one of sales greatest concern. It's the same concern, but from two different perspectives, one of sales greatest concerns is if the success team is actually delivering on what they sold the prospect on. And the success team is concerned about the sales team selling things that they can't execute. Yeah, um, and so and so when it when you do have this kind of organizational mentality of a funnel, like once they close, it just that that's kind of where the, off, the that's kind of thing. where the conjoined triangles of success comes from, right? Because there's just as much going on after the close mm-hmm. um, as there is. That's a whole new journey. Yes, you know. Yes. And, and, but, but again, I think, I think companies, and you're right, the subscription model, those kinds of things, if it's all about recurring revenue, you've got to keep your clients happy and engaged and buying more and buying more, you've got to keep them happy and engaged to just keep paying the monthly automatic recurring thing, but you've got to take another step to get them to upsell them, to get them to buy more, to upgrade, to expand, whatever it is. Yeah. and again, like we just said, I mean, it's it may, it's a whole lot cheaper to get more business out of mm-hmm. an existing client. So the flywheel definitely works for that. The only problem that I have with the flywheel is, well, two things. One, if you've ever been in one of our um, webinars, well, not webinar, but like a, a, a presentation that we've ever done live or virtually, we've got the slide where we have our seven phases pyramid, mm-hmm. and then and then we draw this arrow from analysis back to strategy. hmm and to me, the flywheel better represents mm-hmm. that, Yeah, but it doesn't put, but for us, it's important that the strategy is the foundation of right. everything else that you're doing. And if we just had it in a continuous loop, I feel like we'd lose sight of, of where you actually start that journey. Mm-hmm. So while I see the limitations with the funnel and how it is very linear and you like come in at the top and you spit out at the bottom and then you're done I almost have the same problem with the flywheel is it's like, it's not clear where you start and where you finish. Yeah. I get that there's no finish, but like, there's also no established start. Yeah. Um, And I have a bit of, a bit of an issue with that. Um, And then of course, both the funnel and the flywheel are just more um, kind of templated versions of what would be an actual customer's journey. Mm Mm-hmm. So I I think the funnel kind of came out of, you know, a lot of companies spending a lot of time and research and money figuring out the individual journeys of their individual personas. Mm -hmm. And there are certainly common threads, but but there was a need for some streamlining there. And that's kind of where funnel funnel is almost custom customer journey revised to this pretty much applies to yep. everybody. Yep. And then funnel is like version 3.0 or flywheel is then like 3.0 mm-hmm. of the whole thing, where it's not necessarily linear or starts with someone unaware. And once they buy, they're no longer a concern. But I, I think a lot of this discussion and, and kind of where we landed on these these core pieces of why videos, what videos and how videos is that it does basically take you through from completely unaware to someone who's ready to buy, mm-hmm. um, and and a lot of that comes from, and we've talked about this before in a couple episodes, I think. But the easiest way to, to create a roadmap for your video content, I know. Um. Uh, yes, Mister Plant. Uh. So,
1: along at each stage, customers or prospects are asking themselves are asking questions. Yes. And even, bef- even when they're at the point where they, they are not aware of your product or aware of your brand or anything, they, they do have questions and problems and concerns. And so um, if you can kind of figure out what people are asking along that journey, you can create content, whether it's video or otherwise, that perfectly matches to that journey and helps them, helps them decide if they are right for this product or this product is right for them. Stop. So if you're
0: answering those questions yeah. with video, yeah. you've got? Videos a roadmap a roadmap yes yes based on the customer journey and the questions they're asking yeah very good mr plant you get a gold star hey let's talk a little bit about cuz we're going to bring it up again later too but and we talk about this probably every third or fourth episode but let's get a little bit into the law of diffusion of innovation and for people who don't know the term diffusion of innovations this is basically the bell curve that you, the, i mean it's it's basically a bell curve but it's the bell curve that you've seen in, in terms of adopting a product or a platform
1: or a, a habit or a behavior. With, yeah, anything. yeah.
0: So so it, it starts with your innovators. That's the first level of uh, the people who are willing to take the most risk and get out there and say, I'm willing to try this because one, they are actually into taking risks. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of reward when those risks paid off. They're less concerned if those risks don't pay off and they really like to be seen as an innovator. And I was here first, mm-hmm. you know, when this was pre, you know, pre-alpha. The same version. way,
1: we, we're very proud that we were one of the first couple agency partners with Vidyard. Yes. Like, I, think, I, I believe in that platform so much that I get a lot of joy out of saying that.
0: <laughs> I think we were what, number 12?
1: We were in the first I dozen, yeah. as we were told.
0: That's why I said 12.
1: Is that what a dozen is?
0: Yeah. Unless you're a baker, and then it's 13 for some reason. Uh, um, and that means unless you're someone with the last name of Baker. Okay. And then for you, a dozen is 13 things. Okay. Um, so after your innovators, which basically take up about only 2.5% of your total potential adopters, addressable market. Right? Yeah. Uh, then you've got your early adopters. These are the people who aren't quite willing to go out and do anything, but they really like being on. So we, I don't know how many agency partners Vidyard has right now. I don't know if we fit in the innovators, but if we're not in the innovators, we're really early on in the early adopters. Mm-hmm. Um, the early adopters are the people who, 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 Are motivated almost more by their willingness and interest in being seen as someone who took an early risk and someone who's always on the cutting edge Mm -hmm. of something. Um, So they're more interested in the possibilities than about like feature sets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I do want to make sure that we don't just talk about the diffusion of innovations, we talk about how it connects to what we're talking about. What's really important in
1: that ecosystem of the law of diffusion or like the adoption of your product is that those innovators often help shape what your product looks like too, because yeah, they, they are so in at such an early time that they have a lot of influence as to how that's built and they get a lot of pride out of that as well.
0: And, and I mean, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but like the innovators and, and a lot of the early adopters are the ones who are willing to commit to trying this new thing More because of your why Mm -hmm. than your what or your how. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you could almost, you know, if it's a funnel that goes from from awareness to to close what what the the innovators need is really just this top level stuff. I'm about what you're about. And so whatever it is that you're making, I want to try it. Mm -hmm. The early adopters are I'm really interested in what you're about. Your why connects with me. But what is it we're actually doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's enough for them. And as you go then to the early majority, the late majority, and uh, forget the laggards. Laggards are basically like they don't have a choice, no option, yeah. but to adopt to this thing. Um, those people then need more of that lower down in the funnel content mm-hmm. because they're less risk averse. Mm-hmm. They need more social proof. Um, they need. Um, uh, case studies. They and- need case studies. They need feature walkthroughs. They know what this is going to look like, who's going to use it, how they're going to use it, how it's going to affect them. They There's nothing wrong with that. They just need that information. And so and so the, the reason that these why, what, and how videos make sense to fill the funnel is because wherever you are in that progress, wh- whether you've crossed the chasm yet or not, there's there's content there for everybody wherever they are in their journey. Mm-hmm. basically anything else on diffusion of innovations or shall we move on to
1: this just kind of popped in my head as you were talking, what kinds of companies are innovators? Uh, because we're, I guess I'm talking about this in the, the B2B realm, right? So a company might be a buyer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, representing a buyer. So like what IBM, they're a big company. <clears throat> it's a big ship to turn, right? Are they more likely to be an innovator or are they as more likely to, yeah, as a buyer, or are they more likely to be a, you know, early majority or late majority when all the bugs are fixed? Or, I mean, the, and then I thought, well, it could probably, probably be both. There might be departments that can that can serve as the innovator, as a test ground for the way the rest of the company might in, implement your product or service. Um, I don't know that any of this is relevant. I was just kind of thinking out loud.
0: No, but that's an interesting point because just – You know, and again, I think we link to try to link to it in every episode. But looking at the diffusion of innovations Wikipedia page, which we go back to so often, I just happen to scroll down randomly. That's the background of your computer, isn't it? Yes. And stop on on these definitions: adopters, adopters, right? Innovators, early adopters, (coughs) early majority, late majority, whatever. Mm The adopters are the minimal unit of analysis. In most studies, adopters are individuals, but can also be organizations. So I think to your point, IBM is probably an early to late majority type organization Mm -hmm. because they are so big and they need bugs to be figured out. I might put them toward early, um, early majority because they are pretty innovative and they're going to know everything that's out there. Mm -hmm. And and so they're going to say, they can see what something's going to be Mm -hmm. better than a lot of companies. But if you, if you think of like the, um, the watson division of ibm if you think of them as an adopter an organization within ibm Mm -hmm. they're probably Mm -hmm. more likely to be in you know early adopters innovators Mm -hmm. kind of so i think as you get to those divisions um business units those kinds of things they're more willing probably to be and there are probably some that are just as i mean who knows ibm's accounting department maybe laggards on everything Mm -hmm. because they're accountants. Accountants suck. Well, we were working with a huge
1: company last year. um, A huge retailer like B2C kind of retailer, but we were working with their department or the innovation department. That Mm -hmm. was literally the name of of their department. And we were doing it in a B2B world. And I don't think that those things are being used as much in the, I don't know. It's hard to say we didn't really get into the B2C side of things. Yeah. but but yeah they can kind of break up and and adopt at different stages
0: yeah it's an it, it is an interesting question though, and I don't have any data to support it but that's just kind of what my gut says yeah is the yeah. smaller the smaller the organizational unit the the more likely they are to be in fact because it's a bell curve you could probably say that the bigger the organization it gets it regresses more to the mean anyway mm-hmm And the smaller the organization gets, it's willing to make its more uh, individual decisions. And so they probably start to spread out from the mean and and fall into a bell curve type uh, scenario. That's your statistics lesson for today and brought to you by statistics and Wikipedia. Okay. So uh, one more thing before we jump into why, what and how videos. Let's talk about. What I think a lot of people think of when they hear in a business sense, the word why. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Simon Sinek mm-hmm. because his TED Talk, which – which, Where did he
1: come from? It was like it, that that actual that TED Talk, how great leaders inspire action. That's back in the days of three, four aspect ratio. Yeah. It's old. It looks like – it's like standard definition. Yeah. He made it so.
0: So I, I've never looked this much into it, but it's right here on the page. It was at TEDx Puget Sound, mm-hmm. so it wasn't even one of the big yeah. TED talks. It was a TEDx talk, September of two thousand nine. What
1: was he before that, though?
0: I, I have no idea. Just wonder where he came from. Okay. So I think most of our listeners are familiar with uh, "Start with Why" with with the actual title of his talk: "How Great Leaders Inspire Action." But the why, how, what? So yes, we are talking about it where we've actually flipped the how and, and the what. Yeah, that's how we're going. And, and <laughs> it'll make sense. It'll make sense. Um, but of course, when, when Simon, when good old Simon is talking about the why, he's talking about like the the brand or the founder, almost like the company, like Why do we get out of bed every morning? Mm -hmm. What motivates us to do what we do? Mm -hmm. So when we were talking a couple minutes ago about um, about how those those um, risk takers are willing to just kind of latch onto whatever it is you're doing just based on the why. Because they're also on a mission. They're on a mission and it's clearly defined. And this other company's mission is so aligned with what they believe. That's enough. For them to come together, and that's why when he says people don't buy what you do, they buy they buy why you do it. I would actually challenge that a little bit. Like there there needs to be a why, but it's it's so much more that that. At, the further you get along in those adopters, it's it's important that they connect with your why, but they don't just need the why. Yeah, they need what it is you do. How it works. Mm-hmm. They need those things. So it it doesn't it doesn't diminish the value of of a strong why mm-hmm. because having a why you do what you do influences what you, you do and how you do it. Cross the
1: chasm if you don't start there,
0: right? People, exactly.
1: People aren't going to buy your products,
0: right? If you don't have the why, you'll never get your first two groups of of customers, mm-hmm. which means you'll never get into early majority, late majority, and laggards. Oh, um,
1: yeah. Asterisk it never is tough to say.
0: I said never, and I stand by it. Um, it's, it's, pe- companies do it all the time, but it's, it's a whole lot easier to, to start. And it's, and it's not enough to just have the why. You've really got to put out there what your why is. Mm-hmm. We had a client who will rename, remain nameless, um, who when we first started working with them, when we were putting together
1: the roadmap, yes, roadmap. when we were
0: designing the roadmap, Um, they did not have, I mean, it was, it was a young startup. I mean, it was a 10 year overnight success, but like, you know, we're coming in at this point where in the last year, they've had exponential growth after being relatively flat. Yeah. yeah. So, so they did not have, uh, not only were they not sharing their organizational why they didn't have it. Their leaders hadn't come up with a way to articulate why we do. I think that was, I
1: think they just didn't, they haven't they had not articulated it yet yeah i think it had been there yeah
0: well, well i mean if if you uh, again remaining nameless i mean if you know the executive he has a very strong story and mm-hmm. and why he created this mm-hmm. but but it had never been articulated to a point where it was an organizational why mm-hmm. right and so i i don't want to call it a cop-out but but when when we look at that kind of like why what how um trajectory we were literally starting with like clients talking about why this is an indispensable product.
1: Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. So, so for for lack of you know the vacuum that was filled by um, this Simon Sinek "why" statement, we put up there. You know, a, 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 why this brand is important. Why this brand is important. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and so and so Which then we had a little dissatisfying, but
1: we knew we needed something at a high level. Yes. You know?
0: Yeah. And it, and, and it was going to make sense as an awareness campaign because it was going to leverage a lot of the, um, more famous users of their platform. This is something in an industry where a lot of the users are, are on TV a lot. So there were going to be a lot of recognizable faces who were actual clients who could say why you needed to be using platform X. Um, and, uh, then I think we got started. We, we actually ended up starting down at the bottom to like how this works, like mm-hmm. with literally some micro demos. So we were kind of working our way up. Um, and we'll get into how videos later in this, but, um, but basically like they were, they were essentially screenshots of how to do certain things because, and, and, and it wasn't wrong because the sales department was saying, uh We keep doing these custom demos over and over mm-hmm. and over again, and if, if I had these things that are the same every time that I could just package up and send the important ones, I wouldn't have to do any more hour long live demos. So there was a lot of value to those, but once we finished those, we came back to the why videos and all of a sudden, yeah, to our delight, to our delight, the organization had found their why. And it was really compelling mm-hmm. and it wasn't foreign, right? I mean, you're right. It, it was there all along, but it hadn't been, it hadn't been articulated to a point that it was going to be articulated. And I think to the executive's credit, he wanted to, given their massive growth, he wanted to have all of their employees in, in a town hall style meeting where he could make a presentation to them and say, this is why we come in every day. Mm-hmm. This is why we make the products that we do. This is why. We're always improving this product. And he wanted to get everybody within his organization on board with that. And we were able to leverage that opportunity to create a series of videos that articulated and demonstrated their why.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And having, that, having that, that reason that we do things is the thing that regardless of what it is you do, as people see it, they'll either connect to it or they won't. And if they don't connect to your why they're probably not a good fit and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But for all of the people who connect to your why, if they know that from the first interaction they have with you, they know that, that you share a true North, Mm -hmm. right? That that you're following the same ideals and principles and trying to do what it is Mm -hmm. that you want to do every day too. So now you kind of want to explore what is it that maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit? Um, but but from a Simon Sinek standpoint, being able to articulate that that why you do what you do, not only from a marketing message but from an internal adoption, helps you develop what it is that you do, and how it works and how you go about those things. And so, if there is anybody who's who's watching or listening who hasn't seen. Uh, Simon Sinek's TED Talk. It's, of course, 18 minutes. How Great Leaders Inspire Action. Uh, we'll throw a link somewhere. Um, and I highly recommend uh, watching it. Uh, just some great examples of... of uh, He talks about, like, the Wright Brothers and Apple. And, um, and he's literally using, like, a flip chart thing on mm-hmm. an easel. Mm-hmm. It's no fancy looks presentation. Horrible. It looks horrible. But you know what? It's such a great talking point. That it doesn't need to be yeah. fancy.
1: So that reminded me of Tesla and uh, not Nikola, but uh, Elon Musk's company and how they didn't have, they didn't have a single, they had not created a single product, mm-hmm. but they made hundreds of thousands of pre-sales just because they, people identify with what test what the brand was doing mm-hmm. and knew that, that like, they, they didn't even – maybe they had some designs, but they knew that it wasn't going to look exactly like that. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, you can't rely on that necessarily, but you know what the company means to this world, and and they, they
0: just bought sight unseen. What do you think Tesla's why statement is roughly? Um, Tesla
1: specifically, I think it's probably
0: – Almost any of Elon Musk's companies.
1: Yeah, well – SpaceX is about making humans interplanetary. Yeah. But I feel like Tesla's is about making Earth as good as it can be while it's still here (laughs) or something.
0: Yeah, I I feel like you could.
1: From an energy standpoint.
0: I I think the way that I see it, and again, I don't know what their why statement is, but the way I see it is almost innovation for innovation's sake. Like we're going to make these things as that is Elon
1: That's Elon for sure. Okay. Maybe the boring company and all that stuff kind of fits into this because
0: a lot of the things he, he, he does don't seem to make sense, Mm -hmm. right? He didn't design an electric truck to look good. I mean, he designed it the way that he designed it to get the press that he got, but it's all about having a completely utility vehicle that is all electric. Um, and even if he doesn't sell any of those, he drives the automotive industry to start creating. There's an all-electric F-150 that's yeah, coming out. Hummer. I thought I would never. Yes. And all Hummer is coming back. It looks badass. It was an all-electric car. And I don't think you would see those things if it weren't for the Tesla automotive yeah. company. Um,
1: Look, for pre-ordering the Cybertruck, it's only $100, it's $100 down. $100 to put, yeah, in order down.
0: Fully yeah. refundable. Um, Smart. Yeah, and and so it doesn't. It almost doesn't matter what that truck looks like. Mm-hmm. It's I'm Elon Musk. I'm pushing innovation, and this is what this thing could look like. Sign up now to get yours whenever it's done, and whatever it looks like when it's done. Mm-hmm. I believe also his the Tesla line of automobiles. The first was the Model S. Mm-hmm. The second was the Model Three. Then the Model X. Then the Model Y. Which. Okay if it were an acronym it would be sexy. Oh really? Uh-huh. S3XY. Ah. But he's just a weird dude like that. So I imagine that came from him also. Um but but SpaceX, yes. I mean reusable, landable booster rockets. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is and they failed a lot at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now they work really well. But they failed a lot at the beginning and just by trying it it kind of forced the entire space industry to be like, all right, well, yeah, maybe we can figure out how to be more efficient, and do this more often, mm-hmm. and not make these like annual space shuttle missions, yeah, but get out there more regularly uh, and
1: with a purpose too. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's our feeling because Elon Musk wasn't available to join us today. <laughs> but uh, no, um, all right, we've gotten off track a little bit, but that usually happens, and that's why y'all love us, um, or it's been edited out and nobody sees this part. Um, that's Alt's decision. Um I think maybe before we jump into really digging get into into, the into, <laughs> into why what and how videos, now that we've set this <clears throat> yeah. this like foundation of of the funnel and and diffusion of innovation and, and why. Uh let's jump into our sponsor spot and then we can uh we can dive into why Perfect. what and how videos.
1: Perfect. If you're like most of us, you're pretty much at wit's end the kids are at home during the day as are you and your spouse and your only chance to get away and find a fresh perspective is of course schedule and drugs you know the good ones and just like you need to protect your sanity you also need to protect your career no one can afford to lose their job in this uncertain time so when hr hands you that cup you can be certain about one thing Clean urine. No matter which drugs may still be coursing through your veins, AirDMT ensures that you will have access to clean urine on demand delivered within a 30-minute window. Just pull up the app, answer a couple short questions about your age, sex, zip code, recent exposure to any uppers or downers, moggies or volleys, hongos or mushies, stardust or zombies, bumps or rocks, flowers or mollies, cranks or jollies. This goes on for a while. Here, let me skip ahead.
0: Yeah, you missed a couple, but that's okay.
1: Um, so, don't let life get you down. Have the confidence to get high. Unforbi- unforgettable trips start with Air DMT. That sounds like they borrowed that a lot, that last part a lot, from,
0: from Airbnb. Everybody. Yeah, so, so I'm... I'm this, I don't think they're related. This may be implied, but do they source other people's urine for you?
1: Yeah. You, okay. you just have, yeah, you just have to put in like who you are and kind of some some parameters so they can match a clean urine. Sp-
0: right. You spousal. want to avoid the the obvious red flags. Yeah. That this is not your urine. So, yeah. human. Yep. Um, is male, female something that you can is, tell? It is, yeah. I mean, the amount yeah. of hormones
1: usually yeah. can be detected.
0: Um, Age. Sure. Sure.
1: I think the look. I think the zip code is just to make sure they can get it there. That's quickly. just a timing thing. Yeah, it's a yeah.
0: timing thing. Um, also, possibly a, um, a city water, then mm-hmm. just so that you know, it's, it's the right level of minerals. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, sounds like a pretty,
1: um, pretty helpful.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, again, service. another one of those those products that probably wouldn't have worked prior to COVID, but. You know, now that everybody's working from home and getting high all the time, <laughs> there's more of a need for, yeah. you know, uh, fake urine for drug tests. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, unfortunately, doesn't feel like they'll be around for a long time as a sponsor, but we do welcome them nonetheless. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Back to the topic at hand, which is filling your funnel with why, what, and how videos. So we've talked about funnels. We have. We've talked about the law of diffusion of innovations. We've talked about Simon Sinek's Y and Justin Plant. Got a gold star. Got a gold star. <laughs> um, okay. So. Where do you want to start? I want to start at the top. All right. Tippy top. Top of the funnel. Top of the flywheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> top of the customer journey. <clears throat> um, Why Uh, videos? I want to start with why videos. Start with why. Start with why. It's almost like, oh, Simon Sinek should write a book titled Start With Why.
1: That would be a good title.
0: And if it does happen, he should make sure that he credits us. (laughs) And if he doesn't credit us, we should make sure that everyone in the world knows that that was our idea. (laughs) (laughs) So the why videos let's say we're at the top of the funnel where we're, we're attracting or it's an awareness thing. Mm-hmm. Like people don't even know what we do, how we do it. Why people know yeah. nothing about us as a brand. Yeah. Um, this is the opportunity to, to say, this is what we're trying to do. This is what we believe.
1: I, I don't think that this is necessarily the first piece of content you might see from a company, but once you've said, uh, or, or, or foul, like, cause, cause I'm thinking of this as like, I've got questions. I don't know that I have a problem or whatever. Like, I don't know that I have problem Mm -hmm. A or, um, I don't, or I don't know that I need product A. I don't even know if those products exist, but I say, how do I, um, teach my kid to tie a shoe? And, you know, let's say there's like a a method out there or something. Um, I might come across a couple different things online and be told from a mom's group or something that, Hey, this program works really, really well. And they've got some things with shoelaces and all the stuff that you guys can get. Then, oh, then I'll go check them out. And when I start to see that they care so deeply about um, enriching child's lives and making it easy for them to learn and making it fun. And like now I not only want to get that product to help tie, help my kid learn how to tie a shoe, uh, but also I'm wondering what, what other things do they maybe do or how else do they mm-hmm. serve children in their learning Um, that was kind of ad lib, like maybe how you get there, but I think it's the, the why should open up opportunities to connect with, with your, your potential customers.
0: Yes. And I think the why is also something that connect with people who aren't necessarily your potential customers. Okay. I think there are why statements that, I mean, I think more about like B2C brands, um, you know, take Apple. From, from Simon Zinnick's example early on. Um, early on in Apple, uh, a personal computer wasn't necessarily something could every, that everybody could have. But, but thinking differently and pushing the boundaries and, and kind of unseating the status quo and all of those things about like progress and innovation that, that are part of Apple's why are things that even if I weren't in the market for a personal computer in the late eighties, early nineties, mm-hmm. whatever, those are still things that that as a consumer, I might really be interested in. And so I, I think that's where a lot of the mystique around Apple came. I mean, I remember when I was a kid because my, my dad worked at a non-governmental research organization, but essentially what they did was they published reports, thousands of page reports. So they were essentially a publishing shop, mm-hmm. which as I was growing up in the 80s, that meant that they were an Apple customer, right? Because it was all about design. Apple was who you went to do design okay. and publishing and things like that. Okay. That was not an IBM thing. Okay. IBM was all about, you know, accounting and spreadsheets and, and word processing and whatever. Apple was all about publishing and design and those kinds of things. But part of it was because, because they took so much attention to detail. It was a closed system um but it had to be a closed system because they couldn't give their um, they couldn't give any control to anybody who wasn't apple to con- to create any of their hardware or software because it wouldn't have the same level of of attention to detail that apple does okay because it that's wasn't so much a part of, it wasn't a security thing no but but I mean if you go back and look at the PC wars essentially Microsoft said, we're going to license Windows to anybody who wants to use it, and anybody can make the hardware, and they can use our software, mm-hmm. which means you have to compromise on the software. When you are, as Apple was at the time, the only developer of their software mm-hmm. and their hardware, That's you keep it a closed system because you don't trust anyone else mm-hmm. to, to put the level of quality, and you're yep. not going to compromise your operating system or your hardware Um, because you want to license it for someone else to use and screw up because they're just trying to, you know, get the bottom line or whatever. Anyway, so there's this, even, even if you aren't a, a consumer of a particular product, even if you don't have a, a particular problem that, that a brand can solve with its problems, you can still kind of associate yourself with their why. So if it's about, let's say empowering athletes, is your why statement, um, just to pick a random thing. Um, you know, that's something that that a lot of people, uh, you know, from Little League coaches mm-hmm. to, to, you know, NFL um, trainers to, you know, everybody in between, there's a lot of people who can get on board with the idea of empowering athletes. Um, it doesn't mean that all of those people are necessarily – Um, a fit for whatever products or services that company who wants to empower Mm -hmm. athletes might create. Mm -hmm. So I think there is something about, I think you're right that, that the why video isn't necessarily the first thing you see from someone, but it's that first thing where you get to create a connection with a brand. And, and, and I think it's also worth, worth explicitly stating that the why really needs to be organizational. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not that each product has a why each product may have a why, but product stems from, yeah, but, but yes, each product stems from that. Why? Mm -hmm. What we do, what we make, what we sell is, is something that allows us to, and enables us to achieve our why. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, I, I, I agree with your statement. I don't know
1: that they're mutually exclusive, Either, I don't, I don't think we have. I, mean, I know we don't have a why video. But the closest thing we would have to our why is the manifesto that yeah. we developed, which is here's what we believe. Here's how video ought to be done for business to business. Yeah. How can, how can listeners, if they are part of a marketing team or whatever, how can they, how can they better understand their why if they don't have it? How how can they articulate that?
0: I think it's a combination of the benefits that you offer your customers through your products Mm -hmm. Um, and the organization's motivations for doing what they do. So I think in a lot of organizations, it probably does start with the founders, Mm -hmm. the executives. I think, I think it almost has to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Certainly founders, maybe less so executives, because you never really know why a company might bring in certain executives at certain times, but if you go back to to founders and what it was they were really trying to accomplish, I mean, especially in the tech space, platforms and and products evolve so much and so quickly from their original concept to even the original launch, mm-hmm. uh, the alpha launch, even. But there was still something that they were trying to accomplish at the beginning, mm-hmm. trying to make some part of life easier for some group of people. Mm-hmm or whether that's themselves or whatever. So there are these guiding principles um, that I think the, the owners found and, and and hopefully if you can connect that to the benefits that your product provides, I think that helps you understand because, because just like awareness content or anything at the top of the funnel, it's about broad emotional statements. It's about benefits more than features, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, I'm not even going to tell you what this thing does yet, but if you are a blank, you're going to blank better. Mm-hmm. Right. Or we're all about helping video marketers. Yeah. In order to, perf- you know, in order redefine to practice effective video, video
1: for business, yes. we will follow these rules. Yes. Yeah. So, so. Ours isn't so emotional, but it is if you, if you. It- Think about like how this is intended to help you keep your job as a marketer.
0: <laughs> yes. But, but, but if you have it up. I do. In the, in like the, here. the virtual present. Yeah. Right. In the <laughs> virtual presentation we did last week. Yeah. You read like the first two paragraphs, yeah. kind of the preamble mm-hmm. to the manifesto. Read that right now, because I think there's an emotional aspect to it.
1: Okay. Video. Uh, so it starts with, we are defining the word video. <laughs> we are redefining the word video. Video is a practice, not a deliverable. It is not merely the result of writing, shooting, and editing footage into a compressed digital file. Video is a continuous cycle of strategizing, planning, creating, producing, distributing, promoting, analyzing, and applying what you've learned to the next iteration. And when it comes to business, video is no longer a novelty, but a necessity. And because it will be an integral part of our business, we must aim for our video to be effective. Effective video helps us achieve our desired future state. Effective video helps our prospects and customers achieve their desired future state. Effective video allows us to learn about our viewers as much as they learn about us. So in order to practice effective video for business, we will follow the rules below as if our jobs depend on it, because ultimately they do.
0: I mean, there are some things that I can definitely connect to. I mean, if I had to distill that into a why statement for us, it's it's that we seek to empower marketing, sales, and success professionals to effectively practice Communic- business,
1: communicate, Yeah, uh,
0: communicate effectively, use video to
1: the most effective communication uh, and, tool. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, that, that may not be like a move mountains kind of, of why statement, but like, I think there are pieces throughout that where if I were a marketer, I'd be like, you know, amen, brother plant. Yeah. Right. Like, like, yes, it does need to be effective and yes, it is. And no, it isn't optional anymore. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, you're right. It's not just this thing that you get. It's this whole practice. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, a lot of what we were trying to do was take, cause this manifesto that we talk about so often, it isn't just our manifesto. This is a thing that we're putting out there that we want people to adopt. I
1: want to print it printed and put in a plaque on our client's offices because yes. they believe it as yes. much as I, we do.
0: We've talked about having a, a, um, a manifesto webpage where people can add their signature to it. Mm. Right. And say, I have adopted these principles. This isn't just the, you know, and and I think if you're getting to a brand why it's not just about like the mission statement that they put on the wall somewhere. Right. That's that's how as a company we operate. And and, and as management, this is how we like to treat our employees and whatever. But ultimately, every day that that we log on to our morning Zoom meet or Google meet meeting, God, (laughs) Zoom has just become so Mm so much the Kleenex of the, uh, pandemic, um, that, yeah, I did it. Um, uh, I mean, you know, when, when, when I'm joining that Google meeting every morning, there's part of me that's like, all right, let's flip that switch to, to start helping people use video better. Mm -hmm. And and it's not about proselytizing and doing a podcast every day and all that kind of stuff. I mean, a lot of it is just, we have to do it in our work. But that's the key, right, is that in our work, we're trying to practice effective video for business Mm -hmm. and help our clients practice effective video for business. And sometimes that's frustrating because sometimes they just want to change the script or they want something to look a certain way or they want to do a certain type of video. And it's not the most effective thing for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, it doesn't mean that eventually we we might not do that because you have to have those those boundaries. But like, it's our responsibility to make sure people who, our clients, who don't have that same strong feeling, we're there to provide that sense of, is this going to be effective? Mm-hmm. So I think, so going back to your original question, I think if you can mix the the founder's original purpose with a lot of the benefits that you provide, mm-hmm. that top level, like, you know, not so much like it's going to save me time and money, because that's just kind of that, the like, old- first example, like yeah. benefit. From like day one of sales training, um, but you know that it that it um, you know like Gusto, our payroll provider, you know they they give our employees and contractors a whole lot more control over. The, they don't just get them paid every two weeks, but there's a whole side of that platform that gives the employees a level of control that they haven't had before. That they would have to go to an HR department and go through all kinds of policies Mm -hmm. and procedures. There's, I mean, there's a, there's part of Gusto's why that is about empowering employees to, I imagine it's about empowering employees and companies to, you know, demystify HR and, and make, you know, and give employees control and, and give employers, you know, freedom and, and things like that. So it's, it's all about, it's all about that kind of top level benefit y type stuff, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, again, aligns with the top of funnel, broad, emotional, basically,
1: we're going this messenger. way. Are you coming with us?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not, that's fine. Yeah. If you're not about that's, that's what so many, it's a key lesson that, that seasoned business people understand is that you can't please everybody mm-hmm. and not everybody is your target market. Um, and, and it's, it's a necessary early lesson, but sometimes it takes people longer to understand than others. Like, and the, and the stronger you are in your why, uh, and the more you put it out there, the easier it is to, to weed out the people who, who don't align with your values or benefit from what it is you're trying to do. And that's fine because if in the most cynical sense, marketing and sales is a numbers game, why not work with a set of numbers that are more likely to identify with what it is you're trying to accomplish Then a, a huge, you know, an infinite-sized sure. population. Sure. So, what might a Y video look like? This is a curveball because it's not on the outline.
1: Sure. Um, it honestly, this is one of those where I like—I don't know that you have to have amazing production value. This could be. Gritty of just your founder in the garage where she started her company, uh, talking about what matters to her. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be that could be it. Um, now you could have you could like kind of like a like the Coke commercial where I old hands and sing mm-hmm. kind of talking about making the world a better place. Yep. Like it could look like that too. Um, but it is it is tip you know kind of an emotional journey. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it could look like anything. It could be. Live action, animated. I, I like I like lo- live action because it helps you connect. Because the why is a human, yes. is a human desire. It's a hu- It's it's our manifest destiny, right? Like a lot of a lot of dogs don't have that,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Uh, so it's or, or cartoons for that matter. So it, I, I think humans in live action is is a good choice there. Uh, it's not a must, um,
0: but don't you think Milo and Otis had a manifest destiny?
1: They were personified.
0: Was that a dog and a cat? Yeah, is it, yeah. Uh,
1: their why was actually I don't know. I'm, I'm now thinking of Homeward Bound.
0: Yeah, I might be also thinking of that one too. Which
1: is three is two dogs and a cat.
0: Okay. Well, uh, then there's all the Airbud well, movies and Air all the Airbud Bud yeah, panels. and then
1: there's Doctor Doolittle.
0: Right. And Um, I saw this weekend that there's a a movie called Space Buddies, Uh which is about like five, I don't know, grandchildren of Bud, the original Air Bud, who are like accidentally swept off the space. But they're like with another type of dog. It's like five grandchildren golden retrievers with like a beagle. Hmm. So you can imagine all of the
1: comic relief the beagle provides. Yes. So that's what a Y video looks like. <laughs>
0: uh, um, I'd hope that we don't edit that part out because I think that's just the kind of insight
1: you into '90s
0: here. movies that you only get here yeah. when we're talking about something completely different. Are you looking for something else though? No, uh, no, 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 no. I what I'm to give it all away. What I'm looking for is that is that Y is less defined, what is a little bit more defined, and how is really mm. defined. Mm-hmm. So that is the right that is that is what I was expecting to hear. You get a nipple rub Second for that gold one? Star. No, I only get one gold Can star. Can we just call those gold stars? Yes, I just <laughs> I just gave you a gold star. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of HR, um, so um, no, I think I think that totally works. I, I would, I think you're right too. I to me, it's all about a human connection an emotional connection. So. I would default to a person like to camera making that statement but you know I, that's not the only way I mean if 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 any of our listeners are you know tasked with coming up with a why video for their company right now or are already inspired to do so because of you know where they are in this episode um, you know it doesn't it doesn't have to be I mean you know go back to the attainable part of the manifesto Right. Like you were talking about, it could be scrappy, like the founder in her garage kind of thing. You could probably get away with simple titles on, you know, a background kind of thing. Sure. I mean, if, if you craft, if, if you had a really talented writer, craft the words properly, mix it with the right music. And I mean, you could probably get away with like a solid color background with just text mm-hmm. it, it, with really well-written text. Yeah, it could be a slideshow. Yeah. 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 Um, because what is most important, I think what we're both getting at here is what is most important is the conviction and the belief in the why message, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's less about how you present it. It's more about that it is presented and that it's believed in. Mm-hmm. in this. If we think about it as somebody moving through a funnel or through their journey, if I as a viewer have connected with something in the why, the next thing I may want to know is. So what is it y'all do here Mm -hmm. to achieve that why? Mm -hmm. To go back to the example of us, we might just be a video consulting company Mm -hmm. or a marketing consulting company that advises people on how to practice effective video for business. We actually make videos for our clients within the process of practicing effective Mm -hmm. video for business. So
1: we consult, we make we distribute, we analyze, yes. we integrate. We do a lot of those things. Yeah. Um, those are our what's.
0: Yes. And so the what is the thing that we essentially sell that, that day-to-day helps us do the why, mm-hmm. achieve mm-hmm. the why. Yeah, yeah. It's right? how you achieve why. It's how you achieve why. So this would be um, our company has this product. So the what is like product A, product B, product C, product mm-hmm. D. Maybe you're like a frame IO or a monday.com uh, where like your brand is your organization, it is your product kind of thing. Okay. Right. So like I- I'm thinking of like platforms that don't necessarily have anything other than like the platform and that's the whole brand. There's still an organizational why mm-hmm. to that. And there may only be the one product, but that product is what you do.
1: And the features are defined, like defined. Yes, how to get there? How to yes. get to the why?
0: Yes. So, yeah. I mean, if we do, if we do want to take the big picture, if, if we're just implying the whole funnel progression here, the why is this is why we do what we do. The what is this is what we do to achieve that why, and the how is this is how the what works. Mm-hmm. Basically, so the what videos, uh, you know, what videos are then like. Um, Let's talk about our platform, mm-hmm. or let me show you our platform, or let me show you product A. Mm-hmm. Let me show you product B. And it's a lot easier to to
1: discuss some of those things when you know where you're. Like if you know what the end journey or what the the destination should look like, attached you know attached to your why, um, then you'll you'll know what's important and how to highlight certain features and benefits yes. because they connect to the why.
0: Yes. And, you know, I think a lot of the good brands also are finding ways to to integrate why into a lot of their taglines and basic messaging and things like that, Mm -hmm. too. So it also helps when you get to, like, the call to action at the end, you know, reinforce if that brand why is part of your tagline or whatever, reinforce that. Mm -hmm. Right. Punctuate the end of that video just to remind people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the reason we made this thing is so that we can do this for mm-hmm. these people or whatever. Yeah. So if, if uh, and also I think if, if why videos are about the top level benefits, like this is who benefits, this is how you would benefit. Um, to me, the what videos are then the mix of feature and benefit. So we've basically stated like, this is our why these are the benefits you get when you, when you strive for this, why mm-hmm. the, what is, those here are those benefits more specifically to you. Mm-hmm. And here are the features within this platform that help you get, get that. Yeah. So we're starting to connect an abstract idea mm-hmm. of of why we do what we do to a more realistic idea of what we make, what it's composed mm-hmm. of, and what it helps you achieve. Mm-hmm. Um we already know you're a fan. There, there's this idea, it's not fully formed, but If I go back to Apple, if I'm even a young consumer and I don't know, and I know that Apple makes phones, but I don't even know that they make computers. I know when I'm walking through a mall, yeah, I'm also not a young consumer. (laughs) Um, So this is clearly a hypothetical. Um, If I'm walking through a mall and, and also look at their stores, but if I see an Apple store, like I may only know them for one thing, but as soon as I walk into that store, all of a sudden I can see all the other things that they do. And if I know that their phones are that good, I bet their other stuff is that mm-hmm. good. And if I know anything about their why then, and they, and I know that they do that in their phones. I bet they do that. I, I remember the first time I interacted with the original iPod and I had been looking around. I was going on a so location. Um, i was gonna be on a train for several days i was going across the country and i needed a digital music player because all i had was my disc man this was probably like 2004 um so so i was i was you know looking at the microsoft zoom <clears throat> zoom i was looking at something the gateway had out mm-hmm. there um and um they were really compelling they were all of the like they had bigger capacity or whatever i was like okay and then I walked into an Apple store and I picked up that iPod. And when I, when I moved my thumb around the click wheel mm-hmm. and it was touch-based and I wasn't actually like like turning. physically turning yeah. something, I was sold. I mean, in that moment. And it's because that, but that was my first Apple product. I may have grown up in a family where, my, you know, my father used Apple products at work and mm-hmm. whatever, but like we had a PC when when we got a home computer, I had I had had PCs in college and all of us. And, and so, yes, part of the reason that this is here, honestly, <laughs> is because of that day at South Point Mall when I felt that iPod work, when I saw it scroll through on the screen, the two color monochromatic, I guess, two color, the monochromatic screen, right, moved from from selection to selection. As I moved my thumb around that, that touch wheel, I was sold. My point being, you may have a limited experience with with a brand other than their why, but you know, looking at the storefront, there's some really cool stuff. In there. Mm-hmm. They do things in a way that's really intriguing. Mm-hmm. You walk into that store, and and these what videos are now you showing them? This is what we make, what we sell, what we create. This is how you get there. Yes. How, yeah. Yes. These things are what help you get yes, there. Yes. If you believe in the things that we believe in, or you at least respect the things that we believe in, these are the things that we make based on that belief. Mm-hmm. And so there need, but there needs to be a use case feature benefit type of thing mm-hmm. at that point in the sales process. Cause it isn't all about, I mean, again, the further we move to close,
1: the more information, the, mo-
0: the closer we get to like, this is actually a decision. Somebody needs to decide to purchase something.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, the why is a very high level, like, you know wishy-washy conversation about feelings but ultimately somebody's going to have to buy something
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and and so you're kind of guiding them through that journey mm-hmm. but you're getting them from from the wishy-washy stuff to the like this is something i have to invest in mm-hmm. okay so we've got we've got here's our why here's what we make and then the how part for us is this is how these things work mm-hmm because this is that fundamental piece. This is the test drive, right? This is the, this is the, um, the evaluation part, mm-hmm. right? If you wanna use those words in, in the funnel. This is where people decide, they know, they know they like why you do it. They know that what you do solves a the problem they, that they have. And now they need to compare what your solution is, what you're offering them to either what they're currently doing or I guess in some respects, like not doing anything about this at all. So they've got to be able to get in. And, and again, if we go back to, to your early adopters, um, the people on the front end of the bell curve need less of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But after you cross the chasm and, and as you tr- get to these like early majority, late majority and laggards, this is where people need more of that. Like, all right, well, before I commit to this, how does this actually work? Yep.
1: Yeah, if you think about like answering the questions from a very general level, it's you know, if if somebody is wants to follow you because you're going where they want to go, they've they've hit the what they're on board. They're like some like you said the early adopters they'll just start walking with you without asking a whole lot of questions. Mm -hmm. You're like, great, I'm going too. Um, Some people might ask, what are we going to like? I don't want to say how, what is going to get us there? Mm -hmm. What do I need to get there? Do I need shoes? Do I need a raincoat? Do I need a boat? Um, What do I need to get there? And then, oh, okay, well, I didn't know that there were boats like that. How does that boat work? Mm -hmm. This is kind of where they are like, well, okay, I'm still, I'm still on board not to (laughs) make a boat joke. Um,
0: (laughs) Lean into the pot.
1: But, I like everything you've said so far, but I've never seen a boat like that. How does it work? Show me. Give me a little bit more information. Again, some people will just jump aboard. Mm-hmm. Other people still are. I need to know more. And they're they're mitigating their risk, right? right. Some people are bigger risk takers. Some are not.
0: Do I need a license to operate this boat? Yeah. I can I drink beer on this boat? Mm-hmm. Uh, can I can I fish off yep. of this boat? Can I um, navigate in shallow in the shallows? In does this it work
1: boat? with my other boat? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Um I already have a boat that's like this. What's how's it going to be different to operate this boat? Mm-hmm. Um that's that that ta-da is everything I know about boats. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean this is this is the this is the part that's like that's like this is not only how I'm going to get there but I know that this is the thing that I'm going to choose to get there. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that maybe is a compelling point here, but like so much of this, I mean, I guess maybe it's selling and marketing fundamentals, but like it's about choice, right? You're, you're giving people the, the opportunity to choose whether to continue with you or not, Mm -hmm. whether to partner with you, which is why the
1: funnel shape gets more narrow as it moves toward the decision.
0: And it's perfectly fine for the people who sell it's actually better when people self-select out, right? Mm-hmm. If people say, you know what? I appreciate what you're doing, but it's not right for me. Everybody needs to be totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, any salesperson will tell you that they'd, they'd rather hear a no than, than nothing. Than nothing.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I mean, you're you're essentially at each of these stages. You're asking people to make a choice whether to continue to follow you or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so And so these are all, but these are all different types of decisions that need to be made. Mm -hmm. And people need to, to be given different choices. You're, you're, you're guiding them along a path, not to manipulate them to buy what you do. I think that's something that, that also sneaks into marketing and sales too, is, is this disingenuous, like I I sold something to somebody who doesn't need it. Mm -hmm. All of us professionals are really only trying to connect the right solution with the right person who you know has a problem mm-hmm. um, and so and so yeah i think there was something i had more compelling about choices but i lost it so okay um you know there's it happens all the time, time to me also to c- kind of continue the feature benefit thread why is all about benefit what is about features and benefits Mixture. to me the how is is forget benefits like you've already given two levels of benefits to people yeah and if they're, they're still interested they still see that this is going to benefit them. They need to really see a deep dive into the feature, mm-hmm. right? It's not just that you have a um, schedule. It, it's not that you have a Gantt chart um, functionality in your software. It's that this is actually how you create a Gantt chart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that people can actually go through and be like, Oh, that's exactly how we do it now. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, oh, or like, easier. Oh, that's better. Yeah. That's, that's easier. That's more robust, whatever. So there, so those people who need that more information, again, risk mitigation. Um, you're, you're, again, you're just showing them this is what we do, and if it's better than what you got right now, then come on board. Mm-hmm. But thank you. Um, but if it's not, then you know, <clears throat> stay on the dock. That mm-hmm. no one didn't seem to seamless. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's all, if it's all about features, then I think the way it needs to look. I don't know if we talked about how what videos need to look, but um, you know it's certainly more defined than how why videos look. Why videos <sighs> could be almost anything. What videos are at least showing. Hey, this is what we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, the how videos are are like. I mean, it's right there. It's this is how this works. This is this is how you log in. Mm-hmm. This is how you create a new project. Yeah. This is how you run this report. This is how. And the, the, so in, it's almost like a reverse funnel when you think about the numbers of pieces of content. You right, make. right. The amount also, of, yeah. Because you may have one or two why videos at the top mm-hmm. because they're making that broad message. But then you may have three products. So when you get to the what, there's there's three videos or there's at least three products that you mm-hmm. need to have videos about. And then when you get into the how, it's almost exponential at that point because each of those products has different feature sets, mm-hmm. different modules, different whatever it Text is, and different ways to do things. Mm-hmm. So so it could be not just this is how our Gantt chart module works, but it could also be this is how to create a Gantt chart. So it could go from, from something as abstract to like, you know, uh, enter your key dates, uh, assignments, and... Click submit, it click generate, and boom, it's just that easy. Or you could have something and or you could have something at a lo- at a level of in the top le- left, click create Gantt chart. Mm-hmm. On the next screen, You'll enter your project the, yeah. name. Yeah. Then enter the people associated with this project. So so there are there are levels of how so you can see like how a company could have one Y video three how videos and like three three product or three, three what videos and like 30 how videos Yeah, because you can break those down. And so what they look like there's, they could very easily be screencasts of walking through the platform. If it's a digital kind of platform, it could be, you know, an overhead camera shot of somebody, you know, manipulating whatever the physical product is that you sell.
1: Let's say I've heard your why. You're going to, you're taking the Oregon trail, right? You, uh-huh. you stick with the whole manifest destiny thing. I love it. I want to get out there. I want to see the, the redwoods, blah, blah, blah. Um, what's going to get us there? Well, we're going to take canoes and hiking. Okay. Maybe this isn't going to work out perfectly, but, but then you say, and then how, like, how does the canoe work? Okay. So that's how I, that's how I row. Okay. That's how I hike. Well, Everything still kind of checks, but I'm just, I'm, I'm not ready to go with you yet.
0: What's wrong with you? 84% of the people I've talked to have already adopted this method of travel.
1: Okay. Tell me about that.
0: You seem like some kind of, I don't know, laggard. Yeah.
1: But this is where like this, so this is the content that might come after a how.
0: So you need more proof, do you? That's what I need is proof. Okay. Uh, we'll come on over here. Mm Uh, Let me introduce you to one of our very happy customers. Okay. And they're going to tell you not so much about like why we went or like what we used to get there or how those things worked. They're just going to tell you about what their experience was. Mm -hmm. They're going to tell you whether it was a positive experience. Mm -hmm. They're going to tell you what they liked best about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you've heard everything that I can share from you. And now I feel like what you really need is that kind of social proof. Yeah, let me talk to somebody else of people who have actually done it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Heard enough from you. Yes. Um so, there yeah, there we have it. Yes. And 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 I know we've talked about this in previous episodes too, but um so so if it's not clear, we're talking about testimonial type yeah. content yeah. here, right? Social proof type content, case studies, testimonials, whatever. Um that being said, when you bring it back to the law of diffusion of innovation, those those late majorities, those laggards, they're the ones who are, who are the the le- most risk averse. Mm-hmm. And they need to they need the most social proof. They need not only to agree with why you're doing it, what you're doing and how you're doing it, but they need to understand that other people have done it too. other people have taken the risk and they've gotten a the reward from that risk. Mm-hmm. So so that's just the nature of those the the late majority and the laggards, mm-hmm. right? The the nature is that they need to hear, they're on board with everything that you've told them, but they need to hear from other people that have worked for them. Mm-hmm. And then they can say, okay, fine, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Whatever, fine, we'll try Disney World. Mm-hmm. If it's everything everybody says it's going to be, sure. Um, but what you've got is your your 50 to 84% of your potential market out there that's already done this thing, are the people who are actually willing to share their stories. Mm -hmm. So you're more likely, I mean, if if I, if I were going to take you on the, just to complete mix our metaphors, if I were to go back to this whole Oregon trail kind of thing, I, and, and I wanted to introduce you to someone, I'm probably better off introducing you to one of the first people who went on that trip with me, because those are the people who, who need the recognition of having taken on that risk. So so you get to match up the people who need the social proof with the people who like to be the social proof. Mm-hmm. The people who like to get the recognition for having taken the risk mm-hmm. early on when there wasn't any social proof. And it just so happens that you luck out because those are the kinds of people who want to share their stories. Mm-hmm. So it really shouldn't be difficult to find someone To share a testimonial to get the last
1: people on. In fact, so I think that works beautifully, especially in the the front half of that bell-shaped curve because you've got the innovators, the people who are excited about it. Then you've got the early adopters, and they kind of need each other. And then once you get to early majority, they still want to be on the front end of things, but they they just need it a little bit. But I think the further back you go, you can't jump all the way to the innovators again to say – I think it, you almost need to just go one stage yeah, forward.
0: There may be an, I, um, if you're lucky, a laggard may it. not identify with an innovator. Yeah. Yeah. But they're more likely to identify with a late majority. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point.
1: But yeah, that it is a nice, uh, ecosystem, uh, in that, in that bell shaped curve.
0: Yeah. No, good point. Do you want me to say it now? So that we can use that or do we just want to use oh, your take of it?
1: <laughs> I guess we could use mine. <laughs> We've got some material somewhere that talks about what, you know, specifically what types of videos go in each of these categories. We'll see if we can put them in the show notes. But like why videos would, might be like a message from the founder. Mm-hmm. Um, what videos would be like your product explainer. Yep. Uh, the how videos are more demo oriented. And then below that is typically um, testimonials. Testimonials. Um, but yeah, but we've got some content somewhere that kind of connects because there's hundreds of different types of videos, and they all fit in different places along this journey.
0: Yeah. So I think ideally, um, even though it felt a little bit rushed on on our end, I, I feel like somebody could actually set forth now and um, kind of start to map out a roadmap mm-hmm. this way. Also, mm-hmm. I mean, we referenced the the kind of the early way early uh, earlier on is to map out the questions that mm-hmm. people are
1: asking. And, but, and depending on where you are in that bell-shaped curve as a, as a, as a rate of an adoption of your product, you need to be thinking about those people specifically.
0: Well, and, and, and different organizations have different amounts of information about their audience, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies don't really know what questions their prospects are, are asking. And so... Good marketers get pick up the phone and they call clients. Yes. However... There are a lot of organizations out there who have good marketers who just aren't able to do that for whatever reason, and um, and I wish every organization had that that stuff mapped out. But if you don't, it's hard to put together your initial roadmap as we presented it before, which is just answering those questions. Mm-hmm. This is an alternate way to yeah. quickly develop a roadmap. Yep, um, you, you're less reliant on on um, what your prospects are looking for um, because you just may not, and, and maybe you're a brand new startup and so you're super early on and so you just have no yeah. data on yeah. on those kinds of conversations. Um, happens all the time. This is a really good secondary way to put together a basic roadmap and and basically make your why video, make your what videos, make your how videos. And then as you use those to sell people, bring those customers in and fill up that kind of social proof content afterward. Mm-hmm. You've basically filled your funnel from awareness to consideration. You've gotten customers and now you're in the bottom part where you're actually turning those customers into advocates and tools that you can use. Mm-hmm. Conjoined can join triangles of success. Um, okay. Shall we hear from our sponsor again before we sign off? I think so. All right.
1: Paid for two spots. An outrageous amount.
0: Yeah. All in cash, too, which was All weird.
1: in cash. Yeah. I wonder if it's drug-related. If you're like most of us, you're pretty much at wit's end. The kids are at home during the day, as are you and your spouse. And your only chance to get away and find a fresh perspective is, of course, Schedule 1 drugs. You know, the good ones.
0: Is that scheduling drugs or Schedule and drugs? Schedule one, Schedule one drugs. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Those are the yeah. Those, those are the are good, the good ones. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Look them up. Um, just like you need to protect your sanity, you also need to protect your career. No one can afford to lose their job in this uncertain time. So when HR hands you that cup, you can be certain about one thing: clean urine. No matter which drugs may still be coursing through your veins, Air DMT ensures that you have access to clean urine on demand delivered in a 30-minute window. Pull up the app, answer a couple short questions about your age, sex, zip code, recent exposure to any uppers or downers, moggies or volleys, hangos or mushies, stardusts or zombies, bumps or rocks, flowers or mollies, cranks or jollies. Again, I'm going to let the ellipses take care of the rest of that. Um, And Basically, don't let life get you down. Have the confidence to get high. Unforgettable trips start with AirDMT. DMT. So thanks to them. Yeah. Glad to have a – it's bittersweet to have new sponsors and old sponsors leave and Yeah. I don't know.
0: I think our audience would be disappointed if we ended up with the same sponsor. Yeah. Th- week th- though. Yeah. yeah.
1: Be easier for David handling all the sales
0: stuff. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, um, I would personally like to thank everybody for joining us on this episode of the video reformation podcast. Uh, I hope you took something of value from it. I imagine if you're listening to this part, you uh, you did because you made it to the end. end. Um, So uh, just a quick recap, we've uh, essentially taught you how to fill your funnel with video content today. Um, And uh, you're welcome, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, should we just send them all an invoice?
1: Yeah, if you did listen to this, yeah, let us know. We'll send the invoice. Actually, we'll have Gusto take care of that.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't know that we won't know. Well, well, it's pretty know. easy.
1: We have six listeners and <laughs> my mom do. is two of them.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Well, in any event, uh, we would love for you to keep listening, keep watching our episodes, like, rate, subscribe. I don't know if that ever works. Um, I think this is actually counts as our intro- outro band.
1: Uh, I'm gonna count that. Yeah. We've,
0: yeah, we've we've definitely zoomed right past do, the
1: thank yous. Yeah, no thank yous. And uh yeah.